welcome to Write Damn It, the podcast for writers of all kinds who are looking for inspiration and motivation to get the writing done. And I'm your host, Zoe Richards. Episode three, and we're all about writing and love languages. This is all connected to being kind to ourselves and caring. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I think I am exceptional at something. And the something that I think I'm exceptional at is being a master at putting kindness and caring out there for others. I direct it to other people, but I'm a master at ignoring my own needs at times. I have to be honest with you and say that I am a bit of a workaholic. Who am I kidding? I'm a total workaholic, not just a little bit of one. So all my life, since I was 15 years old and got my first job, anybody who was around Liverpool when there was the St George's Hotel in Liverpool, that was my very first job. And I've worked incredibly hard since then. I've always gone above and beyond what I'm paid for. I still do. And, you know, I use the excuse that that's what we do in the NHS, although I'm not working in the NHS anymore, but I've spent a lot of my career working in the NHS. And we all work long hours, longer than we're actually paid for. I know I'm not alone in this. So you are either putting a lot of effort into work or into family or both. But how much effort are you putting into you and how much effort are you putting into your writing? Are you kind to yourself about your writing? Do you care for yourself that you can write or do you punish yourself? I'm going to hazard a guess here and I think at times you probably punish yourself, you're mean to yourself, you tell yourself you're no good, you know the kind of stuff you would never accept someone else saying to you but you say it to you repeatedly. Now I want to connect all of this to the love languages. We all have a love language, there's five And those five are words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, quality time and receiving. Now, each of us will have a primary love language and then probably a secondary one too. I have come across some people who say that they have all five of the love languages. That's very unusual. It's more likely that we'll have one, two, at a push three that are our primary love languages. So mine are acts of service and quality time. In their positive form, they're incredibly powerful for building and strengthening relationships. And in their negative form, we can use our love language against ourselves and maybe even use it as a form of sabotage with our writing just to justify or confirm why we are where we are. For example, last year I had no boundaries at all in relation to caring for my mum and she took more and more of my time. I'm not convinced now I look back that she was taking more of my time. I was giving more of my time. So remember I said one of my primary love languages is acts of service and I'd fallen into doing more and more acts of service to her, for her, showing her that I'm caring. That impacted on me in a negative way. And I should say, my mum has enough money to pay for a carer, but I took on duties that negated her needing to even do that. So I let my love language work against me. Let me explain what each of these five love languages are so that you can understand them better. And then I'll give you some examples of how we might use them in relation to our writing. So the first one is words of affirmation. Now, this is about the words that we use, things that we say that affirm our love. So it could be saying, I love you. 
It can also be, well done, I'm so proud of you, you look great, I appreciate your help. Words of that or phrases of that nature. Compliments also come into this too. Then we've got physical touch. At one end, we've got sex, but we can also use it in the context of holding holding a hand, for example, hugging someone, kissing them, sitting and cuddling with your partner, any form of physical intimacy, stroking someone's hand, for example. So the actual physical touch that is a language of love. Then we've got acts of service. That's expressing love through actions, doing something for people that you love. That could be cooking, driving someone somewhere, helping out around the house, being looked after when you're sick, getting a bath ready for you when you're tired or you doing it for somebody else when they're tired. It can just be very small things as an act of service, just as much as it can be really big things that you do for somebody else. Then we've got quality time. That's about showing love through spending time together, sharing activities, talking to each other, laughing together, going off and having a date night, being present for each other, not scrolling through your phone when you're in the middle of having a conversation with each other, but actually being present in the room with each other. And then the last love language is receiving. Now, this isn't necessarily about how much a gift costs, but it is about gifts as a symbol of love through something that is meaningful to the person receiving. So it's not about being meaningful to the person giving, but being meaningful to the person who's receiving the gift. Okay, so there are five love languages. How does this all relate to our writing then? I'm going to demonstrate this through a combination of both positive and negative perspectives. I suspect there will be times when you're using your love language against yourself So you could use this in terms of your writing because you knock yourself, because you're negative to yourself, just as much as you can use it in relation to your language when you're doing the work of writing. So let's start with writing and words of affirmation. If your love language is words of affirmation, so that's the love language that you have a primary approach to. So that's your your first go-to love language is words of affirmation. So when you're in your positive place with this, you're likely to say positive things to yourself about writing. Well done on getting that scene written today. You're doing great. Hey, that was a great application of what you learned on that course. I'm proud of myself for how hard I've worked on my writing this week. It's all those kind of really positive comments that we say to ourselves. You might have them written down. You might have them stuck on a notice board. Read them as positive affirmations, but they are there. They're words that you use that help to push yourself along in a positive way. Now, in terms of other people, you'll benefit from hearing positive comments from them about your writing. So somebody saying that they like your writing, that they really enjoyed what they're reading of what you've written and things like that. You might enjoy reading if you're already published, you might enjoy reading positive reviews, but you'll also get knocked by the negative reviews. So it can stop you from writing because you like words of affirmation. If you receive feedback from somebody, maybe they're an alpha reader or a beta reader, and they tell you that they don't really connect with your writing, or they give you some feedback that knocks you, then you might find because of your love language, you put yourself into a place where you actually stop writing, feel negative about your writing. It's just not putting you in a good place. If you want to turn that around for yourself, 
you could actually say that's great feedback and I can use that now to make my writing even better. Or maybe you congratulate yourself. Well done on putting my work out there to receive feedback just to make sure that you don't get knocked by the feedback you're given. Okay, the next one is writing and physical touch. You may benefit from having a really lovely notebook. You know, the pages feel really lovely. Perhaps you like silky paper or maybe you like more craft paper. It could be that you like to write first with a pen, jot down notes, or even I know some people who go to the extent of writing their whole novel pen and paper and then type it up afterwards. Or perhaps you enjoy the feeling of your your laptop keys under your fingers when you write. So the physical touch and writing is really important that you understand what is it about the physical touch that helps you to do the writing. Maybe as well it's something about having a, an anchor, a physical touch anchor to get yourself doing the writing. And one of the things I do is I use tapping, which is emotional freedom technique. You can Google that, but I will do a future podcast that shows you how I use tapping in my writing. And that's where you tap on specific points and you use phrases that helps you to overcome, for example, a period of not writing or some negative self-talk that you've had around your writing so that you can move on from there. So that's our physical touch and writing. Next, we've got writing and acts of service. This is where you need to ask for help from other people. Now, we're very good at doing acts of service to others, but actually with our writing, we need to have acts of service for ourselves. That might be having rules to write by. So you have a a family meeting where you all agree the time that you have to be able to have time to yourself. So it's the act of service to you. My act of service in relation to me and writing is all about getting up early in the morning. I like getting up and start writing around about six o'clock in the morning. And woe betide if my husband thinks he can get up early then as well. It's just not on. I can't cope when he gets up early and he's sitting there breathing during my writing time. Breathe, I know, breathing during my writing time. So my act of service to myself is that that's time for me when I know that generally he's not up at all at that time of day. I then also make myself a nice cup of tea and I make myself my breakfast so that I can eat my breakfast whilst I'm writing or at the end of writing. I I like to let me musically soak the milk in. So the act of service here is about setting those boundaries, asking others to give you time to be able to do the writing. That might be asking someone else to cook the meal for you, or it might be asking someone to take the kids to school for you one day a week. Maybe it's about finding a time that nobody else is at home and you know you can write then. Or perhaps it's an act of service by, if you can afford it, getting a cleaner in so that the time you would have spent cleaning the house you can now sit and write instead. So this isn't time to be coy when it comes to asking for help. It's recognition of what you need to give yourself to be able to have writing time. If you choose to put your act of service out to others and never give yourself that act of service to yourself, remember that's your choice. Having said that, you might want to listen into Friday's Five Minute Friday because I'm going to be talking about the seasons and phases of our life. I think that's an important one when it comes to acts of service. So listen in on Friday for the Five Minute Friday to get some help around that one. Then we've got writing and quality time. 
If it's not possible to give yourself quality time, you might need to find that quality time. So this is about saying to you that you're going to have quality time for being able to sit down and write. And here you'll find that there are some overlaps with acts of service. So again, I mentioned before, you could get yourself a cleaner. That would give you some quality time to be able to sit down and write. You might have heard me just mention very briefly there about rules to write by. I do find it's really helpful to have a conversation with the rest of the family and agree how you get that quality time. So you can have some rules around what is going to be your quality time to write and everyone else agrees that at that time it's you who's going to get the time to be able to go off and do your job of writing. So I, for example, use my dog walking time as a form of exercise. I used to be a runner, but now I say to myself, well, actually, for me to have quality time and also get exercise, I'm going to walk briskly and purposefully when I'm walking the dog. So I get my exercise at that point of time. That means that instead of going out running and using the time, another time in the day where I would be running, now I'm combining two actions at the same time. You might do it, for example, saying to yourself, well, to get quality time to write when I also want to learn, I'll listen to podcasts about writing whilst I'm doing the cleaning or whilst I'm cooking. I batch cook on a Sunday and I often will listen to podcasts or listen to books about writing whilst I'm doing my batch cooking. And that batch cooking gives me quality time through the rest of the week. But it also means that I'm combining my batch cooking with my learning time. And that enables me then to have other time where I can apply my quality time to writing. And then lastly, the fifth of the love languages is receiving. So writing and receiving in terms of love towards or from someone else in a loving relationship, receiving is probably the easiest for just having a gift, isn't it? But when it comes to self-love and writing, maybe that's the hardest. So this could be gifts of buying yourself a retreat. It could be the gift of buying yourself a book about writing. There's some really good books out there and you might decide, well, I'm going to buy one of those really good books to help me learn or maybe buying a course so that you can carry on your learning and add to the way that you're improving your writing. It doesn't have to cost you anything, though. So you can receive by when somebody offers to do something for you, you say, yes, thank you. So accept those offers of help. So you can start educating yourself to view gifts as time that people are giving you. View gifts as the way that somebody is saying, if they say to you, what would you like for your birthday? What would you like for Christmas? You could actually ask for money to put towards being able to go and stay overnight at a hotel or go somewhere like the Gladstones Library and have a couple of nights there to have writing time for yourself totally uninterrupted. So it's about thinking differently about what you would like to receive and what is meaningful and purposeful for you at this stage in your life where you are writing. So you can actually think about accepting the offer of help and accepting money or time so that you can learn or write. So there you go. That's some of the ways in which you can use the five love languages and how they show up in our lives. And I think it's important to be thinking about this in the context of your love language will impact on your writing. You can find yourself using that 
act of service or the quality time, for example, by giving to other people, giving them acts of service, giving them your quality time, but not giving it back to yourself. What I'd like you to do is check in with these love languages, identify which one you connect with most. You might already know which your love language is, but now start thinking about it in terms of self-love and in terms of your writing. That way, you're going to be able to start extending greater kindness and care towards yourself and start dedicating time to your writing. So I mentioned in the middle of that, that five minute Friday will have something that will be helpful to you. So it's worth making sure you check in the clues there that it's a short one. It's only a five minute one on a Friday. I hope you found this really helpful today. I'll be back with the five minute Friday and then with next week's episode too. Thanks very much for listening in and I'll see you soon.